Welcome to the Doe Valley Ministry Podcast, where you can find faithful teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Our scripture reading this morning, again, comes from the Gospel of John. John chapter 6, verse 22 to 36. Verse 22 to 36. This is Jesus' sermon on the bread of life, the bread from heaven. On the following day, when the people who were standing on the other side of the sea saw that there was no other boat there except that one which his disciples had entered, and that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples, but his disciples had gone away alone. However, other boats came from Tiberias near the place where they ate bread after the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they also got into boats and came to Capernaum, seeking Jesus. And when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. They said to him, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. Therefore they said to him, What sign will you perform then, that you may see it and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert, and it was written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, Moses did not give you bread, the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me, and yet do not believe. This is the word of our Lord. The sermon on the, the bread of life is indeed a unique sermon. And what a wonderful message it is as well. We see Jesus present himself here as the only source of eternal life. And as you read through the Gospel of John, there are several I am statements. In particular, several that deal with uh, eternal life that Jesus states. We see the crowd also in this story turn from being interested in Jesus and his teachings to that of open hostility toward the things that he has to say. And it's possible that this just wasn't one quick, you know, hour-long service or one quick teaching, but this whole bread of life sermon could possibly be a whole day's worth of instruction. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to look at this message in greater detail to more fully understand what is happening. But for today, our text starts off the next day. This would be the day after the feeding of the 5,000 that we, we talked about two weeks ago. 
uh, mentioned briefly last week. Uh, last week was the uh, walking on water as Jesus sent his disciples away and then Jesus too uh, walked across the water to, to meet them. So the next day the crowd wakes up. They look around and they don't see Jesus. They saw the, the 12 disciples, the apostles, they saw them leave on the boat last night. But they knew Jesus wasn't on the boat. So they figured Jesus had to still be here. But they looked around. They didn't see him. So where was he? They got to thinking. What happened to him during the night? Where did he go? And while they were no doubt trying to figure this out, they were thinking these things and discussing them among themselves, trying to come up with a game plan. What should we do next? They look out on the sea and they see some boats arriving from Tiberias. Well, the crowd kind of devises, they kind of figure, hey, it looks like his apostles went over to Capernaum. That's where we need to get to. So these boats arrive, and the crowd kind of says, hey, take us, uh, you know, let's get on these boats and take us over to the other side. Take us to Capernaum. So that's what they do. They hitch a ride to, to where they believe Jesus is. They get to the other side, they get to Capernaum, and they find Jesus. And they go up to him and they ask him, when did you get here? And what a strange question that is. When did you get here? But if you think about it, isn't that kind of human nature? Whenever we get together in you know, family gatherings or whatever it might be, what do we say? Oh, when did you get here? How was your trip? How was traffic? Anything exciting happen? Anything like that? It's just kind of idle chit-chat, you know, greeting the person. It was kind of uh, probably a standard practice back then and a standard kind of practice today. Chit-chat. But notice Jesus' response. He never even addresses their question. He doesn't say, oh yeah, I got here about uh, 7 a.m. Eh, it was real easy, I just walked across the water. He doesn't ever even address their question. Instead, he gets right to the heart of the matter. And he essentially tells them, hey, you're not here because you want me to be your eternal security. You're not here because you love me. You're not here because you want to obey me. You're not here because you believe I speak the truth and you want to follow me. You're simply here for your fleshly desires. And he goes into a little sermon and tells them, look beyond your flesh and not work for food that spoils. Life is more about just going, getting up every day, the alarm clock goes off, heading into the factory and doing whatever it is you do, and when the whistle blows, heading home and sitting in front of the TV all night. Life is more about that. Life is more about than just living for fleshly desires. And Jesus' idea here is being conveyed not to just work for food that nourishes you for a while, but to really work for food which brings you eternal life. And obviously I go to work every day, you know, there's bills to pay, mortgage, car payment, food, and so on. But there's more to life than just going to work to get money to buy stuff for this world. And that's what Jesus is saying. Don't work just for that but work for something that's going to produce eternal rewards. Now the crowd has spent a couple weeks following Jesus, seeking him, and there's nothing wrong with that. 
what the crowd is doing, seeking Jesus in itself, is, is a job that we're all called to do. But the crowd was seeking Jesus for the wrong reason. They simply wanted to satisfy their earthly desires rather than receive eternal life. And that's what Jesus is telling them. They're following him because, hey, this guy can make food. He can feed us. He can heal us. Why wouldn't we want to follow him? We won't have to worry about anything. We can just kind of wander around, kick back and relax. And anytime we need some food, he'll do whatever he does and uh, he'll feed us. And if we get sick, he'll put his hands on us and we'll be healed. Sounds great. But they were thinking from an earthly perspective, a worldly perspective. And no doubt many people in this crowd were familiar with the Old Testament prophecies. No doubt they were familiar with the testimony of John the Baptist. They had been following Jesus. They saw his miracles. They saw his healings. They heard his teachings. Uh, They probably heard about uh, his miraculous baptism. But the crowd still didn't get it. The crowd thought that Jesus was saying they must do some work for God to receive eternal life from God. So they asked Jesus, point blank, the question, what must we do for God? Pretty straightforward question. And it's still a question that many people ask today. And as we read through all the Gospels, you'll see that many people ask Jesus that question. What good work must I do? What do I need to do to get into heaven? What must I do for God so that I can receive eternal life? And many religions are based upon that. Doing some type of good work to receive or to earn a reward for eternal life. Christianity is not like that. And Jesus tells us right here, he gives a very simple and very easily understandable answer. He says, your job, your work, is to believe in me. That's what you're supposed to do. The only work God desires of us is to have faith and trust in Jesus as Lord and Savior, as the Messiah, as the Son of God. So that's our job. That's our work. Some people immediately reject it and start thinking, oh, but faith without works is dead, right? You say we have to have faith. But James tells us faith without works is right. That's in the Bible. And that's true. It is. Well, how can this be? You're saying we don't work for our salvation, but yet we do work. Well, that is the answer as well. We don't work for our salvation, but we work in response to it. There's no way to earn salvation, no matter how good you are or how well you follow all the rules and the laws and regulations. It will not get you eternal life. Faith is all you need. By the grace of God, we are saved through faith. True faith in Jesus Christ is what gets you eternal life. And once you realize that, you'll want to do things which demonstrate your faith. And in fact, it will be almost impossible for you not to do good works. Not because it's going to earn you anything. Not because it's going to earn your salvation. 
But because you are saved, that's what you want to do. And it sounds simple. Faith is all you need. And it is until you realize the all-encompassing attitude that it requires. Every part of your life will be rearranged in accordance with the will of God. You'll use your time. You'll use your talents. You'll use your money, your energy. You'll use everything that you have to serve Him wherever and whenever you can. So after Jesus gives them this, this response, the crowd asks another question. And they essentially tell Jesus, actually it's not really a question, it's more of a demand. They essentially tell him to prove it. They say, oh yeah? Prove it. Prove that you are who you say you are. Perform a miracle for us and we'll believe you. And we know that Jesus has already performed many miracles for the crowd while they were there, the healings, the cleansing, the feedings, calming of storms, and so on. But the Jews wanted a sign from heaven. They said, Moses fed our ancestors, the Israelites, for 40 years in the wilderness. The manna they ate, the bread they ate was from heaven. Yet you give us just earthly food. You give us some fish and bread. So give us a heavenly sign, a heavenly food, and we will follow you. That's what they said. And this is where Jesus uses that wonderful I am statement. He says, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. By rejecting Jesus, they are rejecting the very thing that they're asking for. They're asking Jesus for eternal life, but then they reject Jesus for eternal life. Jesus criticized the people for following him for the physical and the temporary benefits rather than the spiritual life that will satisfy them for eternity. Some people come to church today for physical comfort or to be part of a social group or other kind of self-centered uh, earthly motives. But a true Christian is a follower of Christ from their belief. And we must believe on Him whom God has sent. Satisfying God does not come from what we do, but from whom we believe in. And there are many scriptures about salvation throughout the Old and New Testament. From Psalm 3, we read, salvation belongs to the Lord. Acts chapter 4. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Acts 16. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's it. That's what Jesus was talking about in the first portion of our bread of life message. Believe on me. Don't come to me just because I can feed you earthly food. Don't come to me just because I can heal your 
physical, earthly diseases. Come to me for eternal healing. Accept Jesus for who He is. Our spiritual life for eternity depends on this. And we need to declare and believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And we'll grow in our lifelong journey of serving God. He is the bread of life. And we can feed on Him knowing this. That is the challenge for us. Not just to pay lip service to God. Not just to come here each Sunday or donate money to certain organizations. But to truly serve God with our entire lives. Not just to live our lives for earthly pleasure and earthly satisfaction. But to live our lives believing in the gospel and following Christ. Making Him Lord, Master, and Savior of your life. Let's close with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank You for feeding us not just with earthly food, but with the heavenly food. With Your Word. And with Your Son. With the bread of life, Jesus Christ. Help us this week to be nourished by Him so that we may live our lives for You in humble obedience to your word. Amen.